Here he is on this Monday morning, my friend Gordon Shang. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning, Sid. Nice to have you back. Uh, look, uh, Biden, I guess, looking to take some credit. He's getting tough with China, but I do watch Fox News. I'm not going to lie, and they seem to think that he shouldn't get all this credit. Tell us about this executive order and what this really means in terms of relationship between us and Beijing. Well, this executive order is really a, a uh, order of proposed rulemaking, so nothing has occurred yet. Um, but what the Biden administration intends to do is to issue orders prohibiting investment into about four uh, very sensitive tech sectors, including artificial intelligence, semiconductors, microelectronics, uh, and uh, one other one. Um, and, and really, these rules won't go into effect in all probability until next year. Now, this executive order, which was issued on Wednesday, was about nine months late. And by the way, the rules that are proposed are really, really weak. Uh, and you can tell this because although China is upset about the executive order, it's not that upset. And the reason is it's been watered down. And the rules are probably going to be watered down even further because they've given industry another chance to comment on them. So, yeah, it's a step in the right direction, a very timid step, really inadequate. Last week, Joe Biden described China, maybe the economy, as a, quote, ticking time bomb. And there are folks around the world that think Beijing is a little pissed off about that. And that may, in fact, uh, there may be some repercussions for Joe Biden's remark last week. Did you have an issue with what the president said? What the president said was absolutely right. Um, China's economy right now is in a severe um, downturn. Um, It's looking like it's past the point of no return, though one could argue that it's only approaching it. Um, But clearly, when you see the export numbers, the price numbers, the loan demand numbers, um, and all of the defaults that have been announced in the last week, this looks like the point where China will not be able to recover. And it is going to be a catastrophe um, because Beijing has no answer to it. Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, believes in a state economy. He's pushing China in all the wrong directions. So even if the government could do something, and I'm not sure about that, it's doing all the wrong things, Sid. Yeah, I actually read that real estate in China is a disaster. Like That you never thought would be the case, but real estate is one of the major issues, huh? Yes, it is, because real estate accounts, when you look at all of the associated industries, somewhere between 25 to 30 percent of gross domestic product, prices have tumbled. They're not recovering. The problem is prices are continuing to decline. That creates deflationary sentiment. That means people are not going to buy now because they know real estate costs, the prices are going lower. And that means this industry, even the strong companies, are in trouble. Country Garden, which last year was China's largest property developer by sales, um, can't pay its uh, two loans, $2-denominated loans. It hasn't defaulted yet because it's got a 30-day grace period. But, boy, this looks serious. I remember a couple of years ago when uh, you and I were talking about how the COVID probably came from that lab in China. And uh, I was on a network, a news network, Thanksgiving, uh, over two years ago. And you were on with me. You may or may not remember this. And you said, let me tell you something, Sid. Right now, the Chinese are taking DNA from Moroccans and other people around the world in an effort 
to make sure that their next biological weapon, whether it's a bomb or the next disease, uh, is ethnically targeting certain people. We haven't had that conversation now for quite some time. Are the Chinese still doing that? Well, they certainly are. And, you know, there's recently been a spate of stories about how China is not willing to share genetic data. And the reason why this is important is because, as you just mentioned, China's been hoovering up genetic profiles, DNA profiles of everyone around the world. And its scientists actually talk publicly about what they call specific ethnic genetic attacks. In other words, attacks caused by pathogens that will leave the Chinese immune but sicken and kill everybody else. And we know that that lab in Reedley, California, connect the secret lab that's connected to Chinese companies, um, they had uh, pathogens for at least 20 diseases, probably more, and they had about 1,000 genetically engineered mice genetically engineered to carry disease. And this was an illicit lab that China maintained in California. <laughs> Unbelievable. Gordon Chang, follow Gordon today on Twitter. He's a great follow at Gordon G. Chang. So I just had Nancy Mason, love her, Congresswoman out of South Carolina, and we're talking about this uh, Ukraine-Russia war, another one of your spots, Russia. And no one's going to convince me that all this money that we continue to – I know people say it's not a lot of money, $100 billion, shut up, it's a lot of money. All this money we continue to give the Ukrainians – is not because this president is compromised. I mean, Zelensky calls Biden, wants money, he gets it. And he gets a lot of it. Right now we got Hawaii basically still on fire, all kinds of issues here. And every time Zelensky asks for money, he gets twice as much, three times as much. Are you telling me that's not because, to a certain extent, this president is compromised? Yeah, I, I can't tell you about Biden's intent. Only he can do that. Um, but I can say that... Um, the war in Ukraine is critical, and the reason is that China views it as a proxy contest, not as between they, – they don't view it as Russia. Gordon, Gordon, I'm hearing, Gordon, I'm hearing this every day. It's going on two years. China, Putin is the next taking over the world. Stop already. Stop. It's, it's, it, this war is, is, is not going anywhere. The Ukrainians continue to fight. The Russians win nothing. We give all the money to them. The rest of the countries don't give a damn dime. I'm sick of hearing it already. Come on. This is not our war. We've got so many issues here in the United States. And, again, Hawaii is still on fire, and we're writing this guy another big-time check. Yeah, the problem is that we've got all these problems at the same time. You know, if we let Putin take Ukraine, um, which is what would happen if we didn't support it, then Putin's going to go after NATO countries. He's just going to no, enlarge he's not. the problem. No, he's not. And we could have. And by the way, we could have had this war over six months ago, nine months ago. We've got the power. We've Absolutely. got the weapons. So we continue to let this thing drag along. And to think Putin, who can't win a war in Ukraine, is going to take over the world, is really, really buying into Putin more than he deserves. Well, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Biden should have policies that would have won the war a long time ago. Matter of fact, Biden should have had policies that would have prevented the war in the first place. But that's a different story. The point is the polls right now are worried about Putin uh, undermining their own country. The p people in Eastern Europe said they're worried. So we've got to be worried. And by the way, Russia and China together have fueled these insurgencies in North Africa across the entire top of North Africa. And by the way, these insurgencies are starting to look like wars, and the Biden administration is nowhere. And this is getting really, really serious because you've got Eastern Europe, North Africa, and if the Chinese decide to launch a war in East Asia, then we've got World War III. And yeah, I know the people in Maui need help, 
But the point is, you know, the United States, we, we, we're in a, through some very bad policies. We put ourselves in a very bad position, more serious perhaps than 1939 and 1941. That's bad. So you're telling me then that you suggest, you recommend, your opinion is keep giving them money. Keep giving them money until one day this thing ends. Hopefully it's not 20 years like Afghanistan. Keep giving them money. Well, my point is win in Ukraine, stop Putin. You stop Putin in Ukraine. You stop him in North Africa. You stop the Chinese in East Asia. We'd go back to have general peace. You don't stop him. We know what happened. This is 1939 all over again. With Actually, it's 37. It started in Asia. 39, 41, it just rolls over and you have global war. That's where we're headed right now, Sid. I know it's a horrible message, but the point is the headlines every day get worse and worse. Give me the latest with our friend Rocket Man in North Korea. He's been kind of quiet. Uh, he wants to ramp up production of his missiles. Um, he said something last week which was ominous, which is that American aid to Taiwan would be a serious provocation <laughs> to North Korea, which means that the Chinese are enlisting North Korea to attack the South, South Korea or Japan, should China attack Taiwan, Philippines or whatever. And by the way, you know, that crisis that is just sort of diffused in the second Thomas Shoal, China trying to break apart the Philippines. That was so serious that the State Department a week ago issued a written warning that the United States was prepared to use force against China. That's how serious this situation has gotten in the Philippines. And Rocket Man is saying, look, you know, I'm going to go to war with China. You know, he might not do it, but the point is he's laying a public marker for himself. Did you just refer to him as Rocket Man like I did? I think so. (laughs) Me and Trump are rubbing off on you, I guess, Gordon. That's brilliant. Well, this is why you're on, because you just explained so intelligently and so eloquently why all these things are important, what's going on around the world, and why Americans should still be very, very concerned about our friends in China and Russia. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. As always, Gordon Chang, not a good job. A spectacular job. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sid, and I really appreciate it. You got it, pal. Gordon Chang, follow him today on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang.